Everything in moderation. I'm Carl. I'm a addict, alcoholic, among other things. And my sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober Pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. Sober Pod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober. You know, talking about um, Sober Pod, 366 Fucking Days Sober, I sold like uh, 85 books or so. Do you believe that shit? That's crazy. That's amazing. I know. So um, it just sucks because I uh, you had to pay for about eighty of those. No, <laughs> 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 no, seriously, I, I didn't. But uh, uh, but yeah, I think I have bought like maybe about five of those, five or six of those. So I did send one to you, by the way. It's coming in your mailbox. Ooh, did you get it yet I'm or so no? Excited. Did you get no, it? No, not yet. Uh, and then the weirdest part, the weirdest thing, I guess, not maybe part, is. Uh, uh, I actually signing books. I've had I've signed six books. People brought them to me, and I've signed them, and it and it feels weird as fuck. I'm just telling you, it just feels really <laughs> strange signing a book. You know, I don't know. There's just something. I'm like, have you read it? <laughs> like, do you really want me to like? You know, either way. Um, and then um, uh, what we uh, so here's the other thing, is it if you want to get the book before. Um, I fixed the typos because I found way more typos, uh, and I will mm. be fixing those. Uh, I would go get those now so that you can have your, uh, um, imperfect book, right? Because at some point yeah, like it will reach edition. perfection. Yeah. Right. So you're going <laughs> to, you're going to want to make sure that you go and get your, um, your book. Uh, so Chelsea, we're recording in the afternoon on a Friday, right? But we're going to re- be fucking weird. Re- we're going to be releasing this on a um, on June third, so we're recording on the second. By the way, today I think there is like not necessarily a typo, but like a a wordo. Would that be a wordo? There's a, a there's, wordo. A, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a wordo. So there should be one word <laughs> on June second, and there isn't any. But anyway, um, so so we're recording on June uh, on June second, but we're, we're going to be reading for June third today. So get your books handy. Students, pull your books out. <laughs> one, two, so, three, um, eyes on me. <laughs> yeah, one two, like, one, two, three, eyes on me. Everybody they got that clapping hand <laughs> shit going on. Uh, so, um, so then, uh, how you feeling? Uh, let's just check in for a second. Like, I don't, I don't want to like jump into the to the business of reading. Let's let's. I feel like, um, dude, I've had a long fucking week and I'm tired. I'm tired as yeah. fuck. And it's Friday afternoon, even, right? But now like, you're off uh, work, right? Dude, yeah. The, here's the best part: is uh, uh, my current work location. They do a, a summer Fridays deal. So if you got all your work done and mm. you got all your hours in and everything's set, you can just skip on out and do a half day. 
So that's pretty that's cool, cool, right? Yeah. So, yeah, my dad's but you gotta like, have they your... do like in. I think it might be in the summer too. It's like every other Friday they just get off, which wow. I'm like, oh, that that's mm. nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Maybe I should push for that instead of the uh, summer Fridays or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, because then here's the other thing. Like, so you have to like, you have to like put in your hours too, right? So like, I put in more hours this week, like each day. And that is like, you know, so I'm like, okay, so I can see where like you know, you're trying to work for it. But then if Friday comes and you don't have all the shit, then you still got to work more. So I so yeah. I found out it's a racket because here's the thing. They get you to work for all the <laughs> shit. And then on Friday, you probably still, I saw my hours are way more hours than I would have normally had. Does that make sense? You're right. Like, so I they, don't know about this. Too. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's it a racket. shady to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a little tired, and then you got to go like the night shift. So you've been sleeping and preparing for that, right? Yeah, you know I um I picked up a book and I started reading. I've read half the book in like I started it last night, and I've read half the book. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, this is so nice. Like I haven't been able to read like a novel, other oh, you know something other school. than a textbook for yeah. like two something years so i was just like oh man this is so nice like actually getting to read a book that i want to (laughs) read like yeah so so i've just been excited about that and i'm like damn how am i already halfway through a book that's crazy yeah you don't have to do all that extra learning all the extra Mm -hmm. all the schooling all the extra schooling (laughs) so um so I guess uh, so. That's is that enough checking in? Is that really enough checking in? Should we? I think so. The people don't give the a shit about us. Probably give probably us not. the recovery shit. <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna be sober without you reading that fucking book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. Anyway, um, oh, so I, I shout out to uh, uh, I got a, a a voice message the other day from uh, Jose who has been listening to the podcast and he does have my number and he also reads the book too, which is super cool. And he, he is actually, number, huh? yeah, he's got my <laughs> number, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he, you know, it's funny. Like sometimes, you know, you know, we go about this thing of like, you know, what we do, we just get on the podcast and we like, you know, we do our little talkie talkie once a week thingy and it's great and it's wonderful. And we know it helps people because of the numbers, right? Like there, we look at the yeah. stats and we can see that like, you know, we got the, 500 people we got the 3,000 followers whatever right um uh, i don't know exactly what those numbers are at this point but yes somewhere around there but then i think it kind of like you go like is it helping like are they just listening to it yeah um so jose uh, gave some detailed feedback in a voicemail and i just love that shit so if you guys are so inclined um but by the way that actually like helps us to like you know it gives us encouragement to continue doing this shit. A little shit. boost. Yeah, a little a little little ego boost, man. Not necessarily ego, but you know. Um but I think it makes me feel good that uh that other people are appreciating it or they're getting something out of it. I think that that is like Yeah. Uh, it definitely helps. So, it's funny like um so I didn't get the message until like after like the last podcast that we did. So, and it just came mm. rolling in. I don't know why my my phone wasn't working or something. But um but yeah, it was it was good stuff. So um so I just want to make sure that we we say that shit. How's that? Um Love it. Chelsea, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else? 
Well, you just want to get into recovery. Mm-hmm. You just want to do this shit right now. Yeah. Let's let's, let's do it. it. Enough with the small tack. Get you know? the shit on. All right. Do you want to read? I I would appreciate it if you read. Sure. All right. All right. We've got June third. Everything in moderation, and we mean everything. We used to say, listen in, (laughs) we used to say, listen in moderation at the end of the introduction on the podcast each week. It was in there for a reason. We addicts and alcoholics are absolutely the worst when it comes to moderation. It doesn't matter what we do. We always end up doing more than we should to excess, and it usually gets in other people, gets other people's attention. Our thought process is always, if one is good, then five are way better. (laughs) And that just about sums it up. We can get obsessive about the most basic shit, and we will find ourselves eating a whole cheesecake in one sitting unless there is something more attractive in arm's reach. We do this with everything that can be consumed, smoked, inhaled, injected, eaten, felt, or fucked. Balance is not our our strong suit. Reflections. What are you lacking balance in your life? Or sorry, where are you lacking balance in your recovery? What are you still talking? Oh my goodness. What are you still (laughs) taking to the extreme? Daily challenge. How can you interrupt these behaviors in the future? Hmm. Reading is hard today. Reading is hard things. Because <laughs> you've been reading. You've been reading books. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so moderation, it's the, uh, it's the thing that we have to take into consideration. It's the uh, anticipation. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm I'm going all Jesse Jackson again. It's the hesitation and the moderation and the okay, and the so fornication. Um, and the <laughs> fornication. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did talk about you know or fucked. That's for sure. Um, so um, so yeah, we used to talk about it in the podcast for a reason. Like I even like I remember uh when I first got in recovery, like that was like a hard thing for me. I, actually, this is really great because talking about um, that's what. Uh, Jose actually uh, sent me a, a message on. He was like, he noticed that he was like listening to all these episodes. He was binging them back mm-hmm. to back, and that he yeah. um, like after a while, he's like, didn't I just listen to that, or did I listen to that, or like you know what I mean? Like he didn't even know what episode he was on because he'd been listening to you know the the podcast and binging that shit. And the funny thing is, is that's exactly the exactly the same way I was when it came to consuming recovery materials early on is and i felt even at the time i was talking to my first sponsor and i was like hey like um i'm feeling like maybe i'm taking this too far like maybe i'm you know like i I, maybe i like but then the other thing is i couldn't do anything else like for my brain my brain was like talk about obsession right it was you know they say you know it's an idea that crowds out all other thoughts and that's what was going on for me. I would sit there and listen to this um, shit, and I would be like, I don't even want to work right now, right? Because I'm, I'm addicted to recovery. I, I, well, I was addicted. To, I felt like I was. Like, I didn't want to fucking, you know, I'm like, well, it's really getting to be a habit. And uh, and then, you know, it's kind of brought to my attention. It's like, so what, right? Like, it's better than the alternative. What was the alternative if I, if I was going to binge recovery? I was like, well, I, the problem is I got to do my job, you know, I got to work at shit. So that's kind of a problem for me. Um, but I guess the alternative like could have been, 
drinking. It could have been using. It could have been any number of things. I mean, boy, if there's something to be addicted to, I don't think recovery information was like the real problem to be addicted to. So, um, but it kind of was in its own way. I got to say that it was interruptive, let's just say to normal everyday life. And that was not a good thing. So really it talks about balance, right? Like what is, um, that's ultimately what the reading gets to. It's like, um, and we're going to do these things. Like we're going to go to the extremes. Like we talk about the, the pendulum swinging, right? Um, yep. You know, when I first got sober, I think my pendulum swung the other way on many things, you know, whether it was being a do-gooder, whether it was like, you know, uh, wanting my family to be, you know, more quote unquote family, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, my, my own attitudes or, you know, um, you know, whatever it was like I, I was taking, I, w- I was going to go to this extreme and then I was going to, you know, kind of come back and fuck it up a little bit, maybe come back to the middle, um, but it's kind of like that way with a lot of things when we first get sober. Um, what about you, Chelsea? Did you have like any issues with extremes or other extremes? Not necessarily alcohol or drugs related, but maybe there were other things related. Again, did you, um, did you, uh, what did it say again? When you consume things, smoked or inhaled things or injected them or eating things or felt things or fuck things, uh, did you have any balance in in those other areas? No, because I feel like just because you stop partaking in alcohol doesn't mean that the behavior is going away, right? The the obsession or the the just the extremism it doesn't just mm-hmm. go away. You know, w- throughout my time in recovery, things have mellowed out quite a bit to where I can realize like okay, like maybe we should, you know, take a break, take a step back because you are focusing all your energy on this one thing that you're neglecting everything else in your life. Um, and for example, like school was that for me, like I was so like determined to have a 4.0 GPA, you know, graduate with that that I neglected so many things like cleaning my house, like, you know, going to see my family, like watching the Super Bowl, like shit. No, I didn't do any of that because I was so like gung ho about this, this goal I had set for myself. And to some degree, like it's, I'm glad that I did it because it served me well, but at what cost, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. it affected a lot of things in my life and it affected my family, my relationships, but again, because like, I took were it you striving to... you know, for us? You were probably getting a 6.0 when you could have actually backed off to just get a 4.0. You know what I'm saying? Like you were yeah. like probably <laughs> overachieving beyond what normal people oh, yes. were doing, right? So, which yeah, I totally for understand. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now that I look back on it, it's like no one gives a shit like what you graduated with. They care if you like graduated and got a license, like really. Yeah. But for you know me, the it was just like. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so for, for me, it was kind of like, you know, was it worth it? Was it worth all of that? Like pain and that, uh, dedication, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I do have some regrets about that for sure. I would do it differently if I did it now, but you know, when I first got sober, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym twice a day. (laughs) because that's <laughs> that's healthy right yeah yeah like yeah. i'm gonna stop drinking did and you do I'm it though did you eat, start right? doing it or what did you, yeah, you started doing did. it yeah 
Yeah. yeah. It you didn't actually last went twice very a day? long. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. Like it wasn't sustainable at all and it was, you know, short-lived because then I found like another thing which was shopping. Like <laughs> I would just you know, I'd get off work and be like, hey, time to treat yourself, like go buy mm-hmm. some some clothes, buy whatever, uh, you know, I could find that just like sparked a little bit of dopamine for me, mm. um, you know, and then that fizzled out after some time. And then it was on to like arts and crafts, you know, it was mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. um, something to allow me to escape how I was feeling really mm-hmm. is what it was. It was a distraction. And, um, the more I went to therapy and I attended meetings and I really like had to face the things I was trying to avoid, you know, the less time I really had to try and escape because you can't try and like escape something and then run towards it at the same time. And so when I started working on the real problems, then things started to mellow out for me. Did you notice like a trend of when you started to reel it in? Like, was there any um, particular moment? Yeah, I'd say uh, it was at the beginning of ACA. Like, really, like that's when it really started to take impact. You know, oh, I wow. mean, I've joked about that it was... before. It was not. It was recently, right? It was like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. So um, that's what I say uh, because I was, uh, uh, but you know, I had. Let's just let me. See. Let's say, can I do this without getting too personal? Um, I'm trying to ask myself this question, and get I'm like, personal, it. no, I got to get personal. I got to go for it. Like, there's no <laughs> way around it. But I don't really want to. But I do. But you have to, Carl. Like, stop it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's a point. Like, you know, dude. Like, I. I mean, all right. All all you girls, just put your fingers in your ears right now. Um, but yeah, dude, I was whacking it a lot. Like early on. Like, not to, to be fair. I gotta say, like, I was like, it was like. I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's like, and at some point that, I was that like, must have been a lot, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, it wasn't too much, but let's just say it was more than my average whack. Right. And so I would just be like, Hey, like, this is not good. So then I'm like, so that, that teetered off like pretty early on, like about a year, a year and a half into it. Then it was the, um, the sugar and, the. Uh, um, the ice cream, you guys know, do know, like I've talked very openly about my, my ice cream sit downs with a pint every night. And that is, but it, before that it was, uh, like half gallon kind of thing. Like, so I would like whatever the, like those, the tubs are, what are those big tubs? Yeah. Is that a gallon? I don't know. Probably. Like, yeah, probably. So then I would eat like a half gallon, like, and I would just feel like I would feel like I was going to vomit, you know? And I would just be like, so I, every night I would like, and then I'd follow that up with a soda too. Right. So I would be like, <laughs> you know, I would be like, you know, uh, having a half gallon of ice cream and then I'd, you know, s- s- wash that down with a, uh, you know, a, a soda. And it's like, you know, 12 ounces of whatever. And uh, so that I needed that sugar. Like I just really needed it. But then uh, that didn't stop, you know. And so I continued to do that stuff. And, uh, and I know I have a high metabolism, but that, I think that started to taper down because I started to finally gain more weight than I had ever gained in my entire life. And I don't think, you mm-hmm. know, and that was like, again, like, uh, I didn't really, I, I, so I got down to a pint of ice cream, right? Like, woohoo. Right. Uh, don't forget vaping. Oh my God. Like vaping. Holy shit. Like in that two years of me vaping. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, 
Like I was just sucking that shit dry, you know, and I could not get enough nicotine in my system. I started at yeah. the highest milligram that I could possibly start at to the point where, um, you know, because the cigarette, like when you're doing the cigarette, it's kind of like, oh, there goes seven milligrams. I'm done. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Vape. It's like uh, I started with the 24 21. milligram. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like and then and you could just keep refilling, you know, and it doesn't end. Yep. And so I would. uh when I first started vaping, I did it to the point where I would vomit, and because I just yep. got so nauseated fr- from taking on that much nicotine, and uh, and then I had to go like, okay, so I got to cut back on this shit too. So all of that shit was like really long process shit for me. It was not an easy road. It was like all of that stuff was like taper down, long term, working on balance, really maintaining like uh, my taper down strategy for vaping was like from 24 to 12 to 8 to 6 to 3 to 0 that's how and that took me a while to do um and again i had to learn about all that balance same thing with the ice cream went from half gallon in soda to just a pint in no soda (laughs) and then finally to like a lot less than that right so Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean so i it's i still struggle with certain things every once in a while i will sit down and be like if there's a cheesecake available and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I I always take way more than everybody else. I don't. Yeah. I've never understood <laughs> it, but I just do like and it's just like so what they view as a piece. I was I always view as like fucking I should at least have double that at least. Right. So I can eat yeah. a half a cheesecake sometimes and just not even like consider it, especially if I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> but uh, but that's where I get to, and it's like so. I really got to look at that stuff and go, okay, is this is this healthy or not? You know, I always have to pay attention to what I'm doing. So um, that's just like basic shit. Like, don't get me started on you know, <laughs> like if I well, was I actually start important. smoking, you know, I think it's important to note that like just because something is healthy doesn't mean that you can do it to excess, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like, for example, there's um, a term called orthorexia, which is like an obsession with eating healthy foods only. Mm. So it's an eating disorder, but it's for healthy food. And, you know, that's taking something to the extreme. Is it good for you? Perhaps, but is doing it excessively good for you? Probably yeah, not. Yeah. Like, have a cheeseburger, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, there's a, there's live a, your uh, life a little bit. There's even a, uh, I forget who, somebody was, um, just, more recently, somebody, like a movie star I saw that was like, just eating nothing but meat, right? Because that was like part of their mm. diet. And and even then, it's like, so then uh, the person is sick because they're uh, getting scurvy, right? Because they're not eating, yep. like, you know... Vitamin C, and they're eating like a fucking pirate or something, you know, Arr, getting me scurvy. And uh, <laughs> so, so there's that kind of behavior too. There is that obsessive behavior, and I still have very much obsessive behavior. So, when it, uh, again, all the way across the board, we, we go social media, right? You can put that on there. Yep. Uh, again, my browsing has been a huge issue, which we all fucking know about. God, why do we keep talking about that, Chelsea? Boy, can we? Talk, don't you have anything we could talk about? Anyway, <laughs> so, so um, it's all those types of things that we all take. And you know, my uh, my sponsor John, uh, you know, I've been missing him a lot lately too. God, I've been missing him so much lately. But uh, he, uh, um, when he, 
he would t- always talk to me about, oh, you know, it's about balance. It's about balance. And really just trying to reinforce this idea of balance of like, hey, it's like, you know, uh, in what we do in recovery, it's a really about like awareness, you know, attention, where we put these things and and are we are we really still paying attention, you know, to like what we're doing in our lives? And it's and to, again, seek that balance because you can go at it with work again, work, sex, feelings like I got into it with my wife a lot. Like I loved arguing. We would anytime we had any free time. Right. Say it was like on a weekend and like we weren't doing anything. We weren't going to water polo or we weren't going to Disneyland or whatever. Like suddenly we my wife would end up in an argument all the time. It's like, hmm. So let's bicker. (laughs) Yeah. It's like because we're not doing anything, you know, that we we drag out this emotional drug machine and, Mm -hmm. you know, and we feed off these emotions. And boy, it's like what a great distraction. And again, taking that to the extreme or like, you know, just all that shit. And it just seems so weird sometimes about, you know, when we take away alcohol and drugs, like it's (laughs) we have. (laughs) <laughs> the options that we do have on the table are very much uh, uh, capable of being abused, right? So whether that's, yeah. again, emotions, masturbation, fucking our own stupid obsession thoughts or, you know, uh, sugar or shopping or God only knows you name it. Like we can really fall into some fucked up behaviors pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, any other things that you obsess over like that? Other than your... Exercise right away and all that stuff? I mean, I would say probably in that first two years, I did start to obsess about recovery much like you did. Mm. Mine wasn't necessarily podcasts. It was more so like Instagram, you know, um, not and not even attending meetings. But like, I don't think TikTok was really a... It wasn't TikTok back then. It was like musically. But anyway, so, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, try it. Like I started an Instagram page. I started my Twitter, you know, and I just completely dove headfirst into recovery to the point where it started to be like the only thing I knew about myself. I was like, is this Mm -hmm. all that I like? Is this Mm -hmm. all that my life is, is like, you know, talking to other people in recovery, encouraging people, you know, that's great. But like, man, is that, is that what the whole rest yeah. of my fucking life is going to be? Because that sounds like miserable because I yeah. went from obsessing about alcohol and yeah, being all about drinking drugs alcohol, and alcohol to, yeah, yeah. to <laughs> obsessing about alcohol without drinking alcohol, you know, like yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like this weird, weird place. And so I, I took a step back and I was like, all right, I need to like do things other than like, have one passion all the time like I I love art I love like going to soccer games I love all these different things that are being how did you um, find that stuff out how did you find that stuff out like after like you got sober because I know for me it took a lot more involvement in you know the things like ACA or other um like uh you know books I got involved with which like uh, for instance like the artist's way or um, you know, all these other like things that like, um, you know, cause I, I'm like you, I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like, you know? And I was kind of like, just, yeah. I felt like I was just kind of floating a little bit. Like I was like, so I attached onto recovery because it was like, cause that's at that point, like that needed to be my identity for some reason. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, so, two things. Ha- so the first would be I started noticing like posting things on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It felt more like a chore than in- mm. enjoyable. You know, it, it felt more like, oh, I'm doing this to appease others than I'm doing it because I like it. You know, I don't mm. like doing this. Why am I still doing this? And second, therapy helped a lot because she helped mm. me understand that, like, you know, just because you're, like, very passionate about something doesn't mean it's the only thing you have to focus on you know like you can have other interests besides this one thing like you are not simply an alcoholic in recovery you are chelsea you are a human you are a girlfriend a sister who happens to be an alcoholic in recovery (laughs) yes yes so like your whole identity is not you know your addiction you know Mm -hmm. it's not like you are so much more than that and don't like diminish yourself so much to think that that's all you have to offer and also don't you know masturbate every half hour <laughs> just but, well okay but, yeah. let me just say something about that so i always tell people like i've i've seen patients come in and they're withdrawing from something or they're newly sober and now they're dealing with an, a secondary issue um And I always tell the patient and their family members, you know, whether or not they want to hear it, I say, you know, listen, you focus on the thing that's going to kill you first, Mm -hmm. plain and simple. If heroin, if you're fighting heroin versus cigarettes, well, heroin's going to kill you a lot faster than a cigarette will. Mm -hmm. Does the cigarette need to be addressed at some point? Probably, but let's focus on the thing that will take you out first. Um, yeah, yeah. And in your case, like masturbation probably wouldn't kill you, but alcohol. I mean, would. in my age, <laughs> you never know. You just I'm never just know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally get it. And that's the thing is like, is it, uh, uh, it's not that I was like being distracted from my duties. It's not like I'd be like in a meeting and be like, I got to go. You know, it would be like, you know, oh, again. came on again. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, but uh, yeah, so it wasn't like distracted, didn't get in the way. But again, I think that's the stuff that, like, you know, you're, um, you know, you're definitely it's distracting. Like, and and what I notice is that 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 kind of stuff is exactly what you're talking about. It's dissociative, right? It's like you know, I, I, it, it, whether it's like again the sugar, whether it's eating, whether it's shopping, that dopamine hit, whatever. It's like yeah. For for the extra, you know, 30 seconds, I forget what's going on in the world. And I'm like, oh, that feels good. Right. You know, I don't, it's not even about the masturbation. It's about like getting my turning my brain off. Right. So. Um, yeah. So and I think that's where I was like uh, it, when it comes down to finding the balance of those things. The reason that I'm doing that is because there's all these other issues that I haven't dealt with. Right. That I need yeah. to get to the heart of. And so that's why I say with ACA. That was a really big turning point for me because it really helped me to start do things that and a focus on the person that I was uh, underneath all this other bullshit, underneath all this addiction, underneath all this obsessive behavior. Da, da, da. There's like, what is the things that were driving a lot of these things? And for me, it's like you know, part of it is not knowing my own identity, not knowing who I am, not knowing what I like or don't like. Um, you know, not mm-hmm. like I didn't have a preference in the world. You know, if you were to talk to me and say, Carl, you know, 
you know, would you like to go out to dinner and and somebody like where do you want to go? I would say I don't know where do you want to go, right? Because that yeah. I I really couldn't be very decisive. I was I would default to whatever your needs were versus my own. So um so I really didn't have that kind of an identity. So when I first started to just really discover all that in my sobriety with a sober state of mind, right? I, that's when I started to really understand and change and, and grow differently and, and really kind of respect myself in a whole different way. And I was like, oh, this is what it means to have like, you know, <laughs> like my own shit going on. And and, yeah. uh, and so then those other things in terms of like the balance started to happen in different ways because I would be like, um, that's not something that I want to do. That's not a person yeah. I want to be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because now I know who I am and what I'm about. I was like, Oh yeah, I get to make a different decision, you know, because I, I have different information about who I am. So I, of course, if I know better, I do better. Right. Ah, go figure. Oh, look at that solution. Well, and it's amazing. Like the confidence that comes with that, because I feel like for me, when I first got sober, I didn't know who I was. I felt very insecure, very lost, you know, like I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know like where I was going in my life. I just knew that I hated who I was. I, you know, who I was, especially when I was drinking and and the way that it made me feel. Um, But I didn't know how to move past that. I was like, how do I not be that person anymore? And the thing that sucks is it takes time to figure it out. You know, you have to do some introspection and, really do some work on yourself to understand who it is deep down because so far you've been at surface level for so long at least that's how I was I I was the party girl I was a good time you know but that's not really who I was that's just who I wanted people to see me as and I think I I lied to myself for so long that then I didn't know who I really was below that surface level yeah, I was I was good time Charlie as well, right? So like you know, I would, I mean, I could I definitely can have fun and I can generate fun, etc. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like you know, what I always loved is like you know, the, everybody talks about the tears of a clown kind of a thing, and that's exactly who I was. Like if if uh, in any given situation, you know, among people, I am like fucking woohoo, right? Um, and I'm not <laughs> like that anymore, but uh, uh, but I can still do it, right? Because that also is dissociative for me. But um, but. Uh, but the one thing is, is like the minute all those people went away, the minute I got in my car, like a, a deep sadness, right? I was depressed. Yep. I was like, you know, I was again, insecure, lonely, afraid, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, um, and it's funny, like when you start to not funny, it's fucking awesome when you start getting to know who you are and what you like and don't like and what makes you feel good, really genuinely, not necessarily like drugs or outside fixes but really on the inside what makes you feel good it's like you suddenly realize like wow like i really enjoy being alone like i really enjoy going yeah. shopping by myself <laughs> right You're like, like i just, like i don't want to see any people <laughs> <laughs> like this is great but you know what i mean it's like it's that kind of stuff where you kind of like you really look forward to like the things that you appreciate to do in and not like again for other feedback for the the likes or the dislikes on fucking Instagram or whatever, right? The shit that you really enjoy doing. Um, and it's just a whole different ball game. So 
and again, that's where the balance kind of comes in is like, you know, you want to make sure that like, you know, um, that you don't wear that ticket out, that you don't like, you know, that you don't take those things that you really enjoy. And like you said, turn them into something that, you know, oh, wow, I really don't, I really don't like doing this anymore, you know? And it's like, so you want to make sure that you even have balance with the things that you enjoy because otherwise you just fucking burn them into the ground like we all do, you know, uh, sometimes, yeah. you know, so. So I guess that's it, right? Are we done? Holy shit, is that too quick? Oh my God, should we add more <laughs> to this? Should we? Now I'm afraid that people aren't going to like the episode. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Everything so, in moderation, Carl. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe that's why we shouldn't do hour-long episodes. Maybe it's, we need to be more moderate about it. Um, no, I, I, I guess, uh, um, uh, yeah, I think that is kind of it, unless you got more to add. What, okay, Chelsea, what would you say to the kind, pretty people out there in terms of moderation? Like, what, how, what advice would you give them? It's not just something that they say on beer commercials, like, you know, drink in moderation. It's, it applies to every part of your life because if you couldn't moderate your alcoholism, chances are you struggle to moderate everything in your life. And something that's, else is, that's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So whatever you are now um, obsessing about and maybe neglecting other things in your life, take a look at that and don't be afraid to set boundaries within yourself and say, you know, I need to step away from this or I can only devote like an hour of my time to this because it's robbing me of, you know, things that I need to do in my day to day life. So what about you, Carl? Um, well, let me just say, I, you know, I go back to, you know, program a little bit, right? Like the, you know, our, our problem is, um, you know, centered in the mind, right? You know, we talk about Alcoholics Anonymous, um, you know, the drinking was but a symptom, right? You yeah. know, so, and I think that that is really the idea for it for me is, I I always thought that when I was um I thought that when I was drinking I was pretty crazy but you know the fact is is like you know I t when when it, when the drink was taken away when the you know when the actual physical symptom of drinking was taken away I was more than fucking crazy I never felt more crazy than when I was sober you know um so so that's when I really understood about the, what this restless, irritable, and discontent thing is that they talk about in AA. And that really is that the problem is censored in our mind. And, and a lot of it for me was, um, you know, it had, had a lot more to do with, like, um, you know, I guess uh, uh, who I wasn't than who I was. Uh, you know, so, and that was the other thing is, uh, you know, because, you, you know, for me, there was like, the, I think some of the solution really was behind a lot of my codependency and you know those things and so um i was really busy um uh trying to live up to who people told me i was right because uh and and who i perceived um uh them to see right so i was trying to live up to all this this mask and this this front and then when i took away all that other shit then i really got down to you know to who i was and then all these other things kind of smoothed themselves out right because it was like about really getting down to, um, 
You know, it's like, am I perfect today? Absolutely not. And by the way, you will not be either. Like there will be things that you totally like still fuck up and still do. And, you know, and you'll realize maybe like two or three weeks into it, you're like, fuck, I've been, you know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, you know, and then you'll deal with that shit too. And that's okay, actually. Right. Um, but the idea is that, um, you know, that you stay sober of mind and of spirit, right. In order to be able to pay attention, to be aware of those things when they, when, when you can be, and that, you know, quote unquote, those things too shall pass. So just make sure that, you know, you're, you're paying attention and being aware and, um, you know, living, uh, in that, um, that, that understanding of a, that, you know, balance is necessary, but it's not something that, you know, comes overnight, I guess. How's that? Yep, exactly. How's that for you, for the, for the little people? The little people, <laughs> Carl. For you, for you little people. <laughs> no, not little people. Not those little people. Boy, now you're really trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, well, I All would right. like to just invite everyone to join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash soberpod. And you can ask to join SoberPod Live. We have Bing and Bod Phil on there who does an exercise class once a week. I believe it's on Wednesday afternoons. And then we also have a member there, V, who hosts the official meeting of SoberPod, the SOS meeting, which is every Saturday um, at 4 p.m. Pacific. And And I'm going to release this. So I'll probably edit and release this tonight So or tomorrow morning, sorry. So this will be like you guys are listening on Saturday. Don't forget to like show up to that. So all those things are also available at silverpod.com. Just saying. Yeah, do it. So <laughs> the so. meeting information is available on silverpod.com and it's a great meeting. It's very chill. Um I love I love the people that show up. Unfortunately, I'm not always able to attend. But yeah. And then we are a part of the Fire Network, Carl. Friends in Recovery Enterprises, they, um, they're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, they went through the 12 steps last year as just like we went through and did Living Sober um, last year. So uh, so you can go back and listen to our episode starting at New Beginnings or go back to their January episode of 2022 and just listen to all their their episodes as well. They're all in the 12 steps and they're all like through the book and through the, I think like the NA book as well. So I think there's a lot of stuff that you can dig on that. Um, and then don't forget to buy our book, right? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's so goddamn pretty. It's So if you haven't seen it, dear listeners, it's got like a dark purple title, uh, dark purple at the top and like a light yellow thing down the bottom and it has a, a title that says 366 fucking days sober um but so when you buy this book uh we oh by the way we officially now get 20 cents less than we used to right so Damn, for right Jeff now bezos <laughs> fucking <laughs> jeff bezos you bald motherfucker <laughs> taking our 20 cent profit um so we we uh we priced the book really low by the way so uh so that uh it's first it's affordable uh and second really it's only for us to get donations anyway that's really kind of what it's set up for so uh so if you buy the book whether that be through uh your your digital ebook or whether that's through the physical printed piece um so i think the what's the 
the ebook is five dollars and sixty nine cents. The uh, the physical book is twelve dollars and twenty two cents. Um, so really, we will be getting a dollar eighty uh, from those uh, uh, from those purchases, and that money is literally to be used for to continue this pop- podcast because it actually does cost money in order to do this shit. And my wife was sick. She basically was saying like, all right, your hobby has costed us enough fucking money already. <laughs> and, uh, and so she was kind of like upset that I was still spending that much money on this stuff. And so I was like, so that's why we even started to take donations in the first place. Um, but yeah, so hopefully this helps to do that. Um, and again, as you buy it, please don't forget the 80 fucking people that have purchased this book, go review the motherfucker, right? So that other people will know how fucking awesome it is. And then, uh, they'll also be encouraged to buy it. See, that's how that shit works. So, um, that's all really I have to say to sell this shit. Hey, how about that fucking rapper though? Huh? Huh? Pretty dope. By the way, I'm pretty dope. All right. So, (laughs) Chelsea, what do you have to say to the uh, pretty motherfucking people out there? Deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober. See ya. Motherfuckers. (laughs) Soberpod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. It was a sight to see them. Yeah. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams. Oh. Wrestling with my vices. Exercising my demons. Uh. My blessings were blocked so I never got the message. I'm stressing. I'm only 12 steps from an exit. Damn. Regret it. Because my imperfections were perfected. I ain't run from it. I accept it and rep it. It's a badge to me. Good stories come from a tragedy. And when you survive, the glory will come in Act 3. Three. The wait's over. 366 fucking days sober. Morning affirmations that can start the day for you. Use my favorite book. Mark for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. <laughs>